0: Leadership and Lattes. I'm Tricia Rine, and I'm here virtually with my co-hosts, Crystal Roberts and Danielle Lord. We're really happy that you were able to join us today because we're going to be talking about something that I think we are all very close to, and that is finding your passion. And we're going to throw in a little bit about reflection and gratitude while we're at it. But before we jump in,
1: Danielle, how was your weekend? Hello. Uh, my weekend was good. It was a little bit busy and a little bit uh, relaxing. So yeah, it was great. And I, once again, I can't believe that we're looking, uh, zooming in on, on a Monday morning. Oh, <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, busy times, but remarkably warm today. We We popped out for a little bit to do some errands and it was like, oh my gosh, what time of year is it? <laughs> it was really warm.
0: I was truly waiting for it to snow and it did not. I just went out in a sweater. That was it. <laughs> Crystal, how about you? How was your weekend?
2: I had a great weekend. Um, and so we did a couple things. Um, we we've been going on these drives to kind of get outside our own little neighborhood, and we discovered a new little town who had had a neat little bakery and Ooh. great places to shop. I actually even picked up a couple of. Christmas gifts um, that were unique, and they were they were um, created by a local artist, and I thought that was really fun. And I love to be able to support small businesses, and I really love uh-huh. to support people who are um, courageous enough to actually um, and vulnerable enough to actually show off their passions. And that's going to be talk. We're going to be talking a little bit about that today.
1: Uh-huh. Yes,
2: and. Um, I'm just—I just really um, appreciate people who can do that. Um, and then we tried our hand actually at—we uh, wanted to do something a little different. Uh, my husband and I just doing something together, and <laughs> we thought, "Heck, why don't we do a little candle making so that we have these kind of fun candles for Thanksgiving oh, on great. our table." And that was really fun. Uh, they're not beautiful. Well, they are beautiful. They're not perfect, mm-hmm. I would say. But that was really fun to learn something new and see the see the outcome of that. And it was fun to kind of try something that made me a little uncomfortable. But it was sort of one of those things I thought, wow, that's kind of like life some, sometimes, you know, where you can, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> try something. Uh, it, if it doesn't work out, you just like with the candles, you know it's a wax. So you can just melt it down again and try again. <laughs> so beauty that was- of wax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was uh-huh. so it was it was really fun and it'll be fun to it'll be a fun thing to talk about at Thanksgiving as people are um, lighting their own personal little candle. So
1: oh, fun. Yeah. So we fun. had a good weekend. Yeah, Yeah. well, it's funny. It's funny that you mentioned passion, because one of the things I actually when I had downtime this weekend, I uh, set up my e commerce site on my uh, blog. So that's where the bulk of my time went. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Which I had funny. quickly forgotten about until you mentioned uh local artists and and doing things. So I was like, oh right, I have started a business just recently. <laughs> I finally was was motivated by Amy and our, our chat with Amy and I was like, I just need to do this. And so I did it. And yeah, so that's been very consuming this weekend. I'm learning all kinds of things about operating in websites which is just such a foreign language to me <laughs> but yeah. uh, my, my thoughts have been uh in this whole arena all weekend and my poor husband every time I said something it was like hey I think I could do this <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> he's probably a little bit tired of my passion uh exuding out uh, at this point in the weekend so <laughs> <laughs> he'll be glad to get back to work where he, where, he can, where he can talk about machines and equipment and schedules and <laughs>
2: Yep. <laughs> when we find a new language, a new thing, yeah, we can we have a lot there's a lot of energy, right? That goes Yes, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. there is a lot of energy around it for sure. <laughs> Trisha, how about you? What did you do this weekend?
0: I had a great weekend so far. I um I went to a, a high school musical yesterday. Um I have a actually a client who was in the musical. And it was amazing. Want to talk about passion? These are kids with a ton of it. And probably out of the 30-something kids that were in this musical, which was internationally done yesterday afternoon all around the world. And oh, wow. All the, same, all the same songs, only in their native languages. And they were all songs from very well-known musicals and it was amazing. I was in tears. I was, I was so moved by the passion coming through. Let me tell you. And I was so proud of my client who did a beautiful job. She had a couple of solos and she did beautifully. She danced. She had, I mean, they, all of the kids, they were doing such wonderful jobs. I, I was just so in awe and, uh, I, I came back from Tacoma because this was in Tacoma. I came back and I was just high on, on being so in love with the moment that I had just had, you know, it's not often that these days that we are moved to a point of tears or laughter. That's, you know, just almost uncontrollable. Right. Because We've had so much hit us over the last few years that it's kind of like we, you know, we, we're kind of conditioned to it. It's sort of like when news used to be just an hour every night when I was born. Um, and now it's 24-7, right? So people get conditioned to where they just don't react to things as much. So it was just lovely to be in, out of my element and watching talent just, you know, unfold. It was so beautiful.
1: And then... Well, this- <coughs> oh, go ahead. I didn't want, I don't mean to cut you off.
0: (laughs) No, that's okay. And then today we just, you know, did some things around the house getting ready. Um, My significant other is on his way back to New York this week. So we were just trying to get the house ready for winter. And um, we did a lot of stuff that way. So it was a very good weekend.
1: I just wanted to, you know, Something you said about the 24-hour news cycle, which, you know, I think um, hopefully everyone who's been listening to us for a while will recognize the term that we use, amygdala hijack right and we have this constant news that's haranguing us all the time keeping us in this kind of quasi state of an amygdala hijack by keeping us kind of in this fear zone and so to stretch and be exposed to something where you are doing something that you're passionate about or you're excited because somebody else is passionate about something I think is really such a healthy thing to do uh, to to get walk away from that stuff that keeps us kind of um trepidatious or anxious and and be in that spot of joy or that moment of joy and passion so yeah you know that's yeah. so
0: true so true daniel and i was thinking about that a lot on my way home yesterday and and you know we that conditioning that seems to have hit us for the longest time you know and i felt almost out of my element that I felt so wonderful, but it was so overdue, you know, it was like, gosh, I haven't felt this moved in so long that now I am ready to do it again. I want something else to just completely throw me over an edge. <laughs> I, I just love, I love being moved by things, you know, and and it it really changes my outlook and my, even my creative thoughts, you know, they, I get so much more creative when I've had a few of these jolts, you know, Mm -hmm, and and
1: mm -hmm. it's time,
0: it's time for a jolt, that's all, yeah, (laughs) really good, yeah,
1: no, I completely agree, well, Ben, I think you, you generate different brain chemistry from those good responses, right, the good chemicals, I, I, oh, I can't remember, I want to say dopamine, Um, but when we're in stress, we generate different chemical responses, and Mm -hmm and they have different responses on us emotionally, mentally, and physically, so I, I, gosh, so important to get out of that space, and into the good space, right, and I think you're right about it, becomes a a spiral, a beneficial spiral, because we were, you know, I've spent all weekend thinking about things um, for my own passion, where I'm at right now, with something, and we got out to, we, my husband and I went out to lunch and suddenly it was like, oh, all these other ideas started percolating in my brain, even for leadership and lattes. So it was like, mm-hmm. you know, you just, it just opens up the space of harmony and good thinking in your in your brain and just creates a completely different emotional state. And so what a, a great, yeah, topic for leaders to think about. I mean, we often think sometimes about, well, how, does, how do I take this of what you're talking about maybe from a personal perspective and bring it to work? Right. And, and so I think that's where, um, that's important for leaders to think about this and this conversation that we'll have today is how do I take this from home back into the office? So, you know, we didn't finish our intro today. And so
0: I just want to say, (laughs) because we got right into it, didn't we? And I hope that whoever's listening is drinking their favorite drink, because we certainly are. And, um, and I hope you enjoy the rest of this of this podcast because I think it's going to be pretty good.
1: Well, uh, there you go. Our passion is already uh, uh, oozing out. We we just couldn't stay confined in the box any longer. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> uh, how about you, Crystal? What are your thoughts on that? Mm-hmm.
2: <gasps> well, oh, I no. think. Yeah? No, I'm here. Yep. Uh-huh. We're having tech. We'll be honest here. We're having a little bit of technical difficulties today, um, so we're we're back to not being able to see each other. So <laughs> um, we we said we're gonna be um, we're gonna be like Star Wars, and we're gonna have to feel the feel the the force, right? So um, so yeah. I mean, I, obviously, this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Um both in, as we think about, as we get closer to, uh, it's just right on the corner, actually, Thanksgiving, uh, a time to reflect on the good things that have happened in our lives and the things to be thankful for. And of course, we all know that we have challenges, but taking the, the time to reflect, which is uh, very connected to what we talked about last time, which was a, the really important leadership practice of uh, leadership reflection, and we gave you some good ideas about questions there. But as we head into Thanksgiving and this time of being grateful, um, that's a that's a that's both a time of reflection and also action because we get to come together, hopefully, in one way or the other with people that we love, whether it's our family or friends. Um, and also this weaving together this piece around passion. And, you know, coming together with friends and family is a time where we get to share some of that passion. So I think it's a, I love all these topics um, weave together. I think it makes total sense. You
0: know, that when you say that, I think for leaders, this would be a great opportunity for them to, for all of us leaders to just take some time to reflect on what we are grateful for this year and to think about, you know, what opportunities they've either had to exercise a passion or at least explore something that might become one or what might they like to pursue going forward, but making sure that it's whatever feeds their soul, whatever feeds their heart, Um, something that, leaders sometimes let go of because they know what they have to do. They go into management mode, right? And they and they identify the things that have to be done in the business, what needs to be completed, mm, what yeah. has to be, you know, what, what do we need to plan <clears throat> for? And they forget that the passions that they had when they started working or the passions that they had when they decided to become leaders. And we know that everybody leads, but I'm talking about formal leaders in business that they put that aside sometimes because the needs of the business kind of require them to or ask, you know, or push them in a a direction that where they don't really see uh, a line of sight to the passion that they came in Mm -hmm. with. So Mm -hmm. it's like, so important that that whole reflecting on it. And, and, and so even though this is not our true topic is reflection, I think it really fits nicely today when we think about Um, as a leader sitting back and saying, what brought me here? What brought me here to this point in my life? And if I had something that brought me here, am I currently practicing it? And if not, why not? You know, those are kinds of questions that I think in reflection are so important for leaders, you know, to ask yourself some questions that you might not ever ask but this is a moment when you can write it on a piece of paper nobody ever has to see it you know it's it's you being true to you
1: i think that's so well spoken trisha because we do tend to get really hyper-focused on um, finishing up our goals for the end of the year, making sure we can put all of our check marks in our boxes so we can get a good evaluation for our performance review and and all of those things. And so we do as as leaders tend to lose sight of the reflection and the purposefulness and the, the connecting with people as we try and meet those goals. But I think it's also important for leaders to think about um, how, what is that doing to the passion of their team and yes. their team members? You know, and, and are, are people picking up on that intuitively that something you're maybe stressed about something or something's not going quite as well or your, your focus is over here, not on the, the person in the moment. So I think, um, you know, we, we as humans, as intuitive humans, we pick up on those things and then we start to get stressed ourselves. And so then we lose that ability to Um, be living our own passion. Uh, So, uh, you know, just be mindful of that. And I think it's going to be really important for leaders to think about how they continue to help employees live out their passion because they came to work for you for a reason, right? They came to work for you because they wanted to help you. They wanted to help your business um, because they have a skill set that that they're passionate about as well. So how do you leaders help your employees maintain their own passion uh, within the organization and help with engagement and and getting those tasks accomplished in a timely manner? Uh, So I, I think it's important for also to not lose sight of that.
0: You know, that makes me, think, and I'm
1: sorry, Dan, Crystal, if you're going to try to talk,
0: just <laughs> let me know somehow. Send me a signal because I'm trying to do it. It. But it just seems, you know, I, I think about how this can absolutely be a downward spiral for an entire department or an entire group when a leader loses passion or a leader forgets. What brought them here, you know, and they start getting overwhelmed or let their entire work world be consumed with the here and now what needs to be done, you know, all the, the tasks and things. And in forgetting their passion or putting it on the back burner and possibly pushing it off the back burner, um, the people that report to that person look to that person as a point of reference and so if the passion is gone in the leader what does that say to the to the followers how they should act and if they do have a passion is it something that then becomes a conflict for them because mm. you know i want to pursue my passions but you're not even giving me a chance to do that or you're not even acknowledging that this is something that could be helpful because you just are walking through the day. You're just kind of, you know, plodding along. And that happens to leaders often because mm-hmm. of, of the, the enormity of the job or the, you know, the requests that have to be taken care of right now, or every little, every little thing that's happening out in the market that becomes a number one priority today.
1: And yeah, they yeah. forget
0: about the other stuff.
1: Yeah. So one well, the one th- I think, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Crystal, <laughs> please.
2: One of the things that um, comes to mind for me is just, you know, in talking with managers and leaders right now is just how o- overwhelmed and exhausted they are. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, you know, a lot of it has to do with COVID and people are just really, really tired um, of all of the extra work that that brings for a variety of things and just the worry and just all of the things that living in this pandemic has caused. And that's, you know, we've been in it almost two years. So I think sometimes it's really hard to even see or feel your passion and to really know what is that. And I was reading, I've been reading, um, some articles about, um, this sort of, you know, the great resignation, right? We know that people are leaving their jobs in droves and it was a cautionary. I've seen some cautionary things about that recently, and they sort of connected it back to people's, um, burnout and weariness. And, you know, we had, um, several months ago, we talked about languishing and, so really thinking about, is this a smart move for me right now to jump ship? Is it truly that I'm not feeling passionate? Like Trisha, like you were saying, it's like sometimes leaders lose their passion. And I would say in normal, in normal times, there's things you can do about that. And I still think people have control over that. And I think we have to as part of that reflection, think about is is my passion actually gone? Is my passion actually somewhere mm-hmm. else? Or mm-hmm. am I just in general mm-hmm. feeling sort of in that languishing or feeling blue or exhausted or overwhelmed or burned out due, due to just sort of trying mm-hmm. to get our way through um, the pandemic? So, mm-hmm. I I just wanted to bring that forward that, and not to bring the conversation negative. I don't want to, I don't want to stay here, but I do want us to think about as we see people jumping off thinking, oh, if I just make a change, then Uh, I will find my passion again. And I think that might not actually be true. So we do have to think about, um, does it make sense, you know, to Mm -hmm. try and find your passion where you are at? Yeah, um, or is it truly time to actually make a change?
0: You know, Crystal, that
2: this, this is that
0: this is where reflection comes back into play. Yeah. You know? and so, so instead true. of instead of jumping ship, you know, reflect for a while. Reflect on what's going on. Reflect what's what is on your mind. What is in your heart right now that is causing you to even think that way? Because a lot of times it is that knee jerk mm-hmm. reaction that can cause somebody to completely miss that whole really important step that could be a life for you. You know, it's like when someone makes a decision to leave something and, or make a break and do a, a complete career change, right? Um, sometimes it's that mid career crisis if, or whatever that's causing a person to move on without reflection though, often it can be, um, a game changer and not so much in a great way. And it's because that knee jerk reaction to the world, you know, what's going on and and how they feel about how we feel about something at at some point um, can actually come back to bite us. Because if we had just taken a little time to reflect on really what's going on, what's really driving these thoughts in my head? What is, you know, what would make me happier? What is causing me not to be so happy right now? What is it? Mm -hmm. All that, all those inner, you know, those questions that we ask ourselves, look in the mirror for a little while and you might find. That you might just find that this is a time a, a point in time it's a moment in time, and it is not forever it's just right now if it If the answer is that yeah it's forever i don 't feel the same way. I really don't feel the passion for this. I feel that i'm being squelched and I can't do what I need to do or that I want to do with anything that feeds my heart and my soul. However, there are still people who came someplace because they came to their, their work because they really wanted to do something. And maybe it's just being a little brave. Maybe it's, you know, going in and talking to their leader about, in a very brave way, about how they feel about their passion, not being able to be exercised or whatever, and that they'd really like to pursue some opportunities that would enable them to do that. So there, um, those, I'm reading a book right now called Small Brave Steps, and it's not exactly that, but it is, but it is those small brave steps that sometimes can get a a leader right back into their passion, get them to reawaken it.
2: Yeah. So is it a pivot or is it a complete change? Uh Yeah. Uh And so I think having a more holistic approach to it um, is really, is really, really helpful. And sometimes that small pivot can get us back on track and really help us rekindle our passion.
1: Right, if it is at work. And I think, so I would say to leaders too going forward is be open when someone comes knocking on your door and wanting to have a conversation about where your career's is at um, or how things feel like they might be going within the organization because of all the stress and the the chaos and everything else that we've experienced over the last you know, 18, 20 months. <laughs> I'm going to cough, sorry, is, is be open to those conversations and see where you have a role to partner in that and help someone uh, have that reflection and don't be closed off to that. That's part of that getting, it's not direct feedback in a way, but it certainly is in a way if I came to you and said, gosh, I'm, I'm not feeling like I'm currently living up to you know, the body of work that that I've been excited about and passionate about all the time, that is a little bit of feedback to you as a leader, because you might have had a role in that by maybe not allowing um, someone to, you know, really kind of flourish in their own environment. So in a way, it is getting a little bit of feedback. So do be open to that and see where you can um, rekindle some of that passion for them by having an honest conversation saying, gosh, what can we do uh, to get you back uh, so that you're excited about this work?
0: Yes. And, you know, the three of us are in leadership development, so we do know this, but it's interesting um, what a great role that leaders play, you know, in helping participants who are also leaders um, develop and to almost unwrap their passions and make, you know, find a place for in their work to be able to utilize them or to be able to, you know, awaken them so that they are even better leaders. And so it's almost incumbent upon leaders of leaders who are going through that kind of development to, to do that um, reflection, but also to even think about getting some development on their own. You know, how do you, if, if there's something that drives your passion, if something that you really love doing and you don't find a program or a a development opportunity in-house, seek something outside, you know, and, and I know not everybody likes that idea, but if, if it's something that you can't get your business to pay for, pay for it yourself. You know, think about it, find a way to, to pursue your passion through whatever means possible. Sometimes that's, um, that sometimes make your pa- makes your passion even more important to you. I know it has for me.
2: Yeah, I think another way sometimes that um, you can rekindle passion is through learning. And that's kind of what you were saying there, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, and figure out what, what you need to learn and and then try and follow that. Um, I think one thing that, that does help sometimes we don't even know exactly, you know, sort of stuck, What I don't even know what I want to learn. And it's just about taking some action too. You can do the reflection, but follow that up with some action, try something, And if it didn't work, if you don't like it, well, then try something new. And pretty soon you'll be able to, if you pay attention to the energy, as we were talking about at the beginning, Mm -hmm. then you will see, oh, that this brings me more energy and then continue down that path. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the other thing to think about, just a couple of quick things here, and these actually came from a, a Harvard Business Review article called Making Learning a Part of Your Daily Routine by... Helen Tupper, and Sarah Ellis. Um, They made the really good point that sometimes with learning, we have to learn how to unlearn something. And that will help us move forward as well. And I thought that was really insightful. What is it that we need to let go of um, in order to find our passion as well and do something new and different? Um, Let me see. I'm just going to maybe talk about two more of these things. Um, what are the habits that are holding us back and create new, new habits? Um, and make sure you understand your strengths that you, that you have your strengths and talents, and then figure out a way to focus on that, uh, to stretch those and make those, um, even better. So a lot of times we identify the areas where there's a deficit. This is actually saying, let's Figure out what the strengths are, and continue to build um, and reinforce those strengths. Um, yeah, I, I think I'll stop there. There's a lot of other good things if people want to <laughs> dive into that article. Article making learning a part of your daily routine. I thought it was really helpful. Just really thinking about that. That's another way to tap into um, bringing some energy back and some hope into your day and get you moving in a new direction.
1: Well, and I really appreciate that you brought up as a reminder to um, remember what your strengths are, because if we're focusing on what our deficits or opportunities are, that gets something that could put us into a downward spiral too, where if we think about it from, we flip it and think about it from uh, the perspective of what am I good at, uh, that, that's going to be that that positive energy and that positive chemical response that you're looking for. And I think lastly, the other thing for me that came
2: to mind around this topic was, you know, we bring it back to this a lot is really making sure that as a leader, that you're taking care of yourself. So, you know, the getting back to the basics. So thinking about, um, you know, exercise and sleep and eating healthy so that when you take care of those basics, that gives you a lot more opportunity to actually, be able to feel that energy, to be able to have that pause and reflection, because you've resourced yourself at the, those basic levels.
0: You know, I, as you're talking, both of you are talking, I was thinking, you know, how can we bring gratitude into this? And this being a, a season where gratitude is something that becomes front of mind for a lot of people. And I think This is, you know, if a person is trying to reawaken their passion or they are trying to live their passion, they're very aware of what it is. If they get a chance, or if they have, um, if they are working in an opportunity or have an opportunity to live their passion or follow um, different steps to realize their passions, then there's a real spot for gratitude, I think. You know, there's something that. Mm -hmm. be grateful for but in as a leader to be able to communicate that to people who are your followers um to me is it's a a level of vulnerability that really speaks to people's hearts and it also inspires because you know leaders who are able to share you know something that about something they've always wanted to do or something they've pursued or something that they feel grateful that they that they practice every day um that puts a whole different puts them in a different light with people who are looking for a connection they're looking for that you know my leader isn't up on a pedestal anymore my leader is another person just like me and they have you know, passions just like I do. And to me, there's something so wonderful to see a connection between leaders and followers that, you know, when it comes to that kind of a heart touch. I just thought I'd share that because you know this is one of those times in, in our year and it's it's a it's a really big deal time right now because we have such a long stint of people being kind of suppressed over the last few years. Mm. So it's, um, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm really grateful that I practice my passion just about every single day, <laughs> and so it yeah, really know, means a lot to me. So.
1: Truly, I, I, think I would add on to that. And you had uh, some of the things you were talking about. Trisha made me think about um, we're all energy, right? And so the energy that we put out is the energy that we're going to attract back. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. imagine just. How you can, one of my favorite quotes, can change the weather uh, just by coming in and, and living in that, uh, or being present in that good energy. And even if people are feeling down or burnt out or tired or frustrated, just by having a little bit of a positive spin on things, by saying good morning and having a smile and being cheerful can really change the, the tone for someone uh, for the day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I was thinking um,
2: that gratitude um, focus is expressing gratitude as leaders expressing gratitude Mm -hmm. in a 360 direction. (laughs) So bringing Mm -hmm. that energy um, to our bosses, right? It's important. Um, Many, um, many sessions ago, we talked about the difficulty of Um, that we don't get a lot of recognition, the higher you go in the organization. And so it really does mean a lot when, um, either peer to peer or, um, subordinate to boss to give them some appreciation and gratitude. And then our, our teams that we work with our peers, it feels really good to actually get an authentic thank you or, Mm um, you know, uh, appreciation for your, for your skills or something that you have done. And of course we want to give appreciation to our teams that are doing, that we manage and that we lead. So really giving them, especially as we are at this time, not only Thanksgiving, but as we start to think about closing the year out and doing performance reviews and that sort of thing. Um, How are we leaving Uh, how are we leaving these people every day? And how are we leaving them at the end of a performance review? Mm -hmm. Are they walking out energized, excited, ready to be innovative, take on that difficult customer? (laughs) Or are -hmm. they leaving deflated because we felt that we needed to make sure they had some good feedback, you know, <laughs> So <laughs> to tell you,
0: I have to, when I hear that, I think, oh man, I, this is not even the same topic today, but performance appraisals being what they are. I, I have to put forth what I have always told leaders. And that is if you have done a good job of giving feedback and coaching throughout the year, yeah. And people have an opportunity to change course if they're off course, then at the end of the year, there should be no constructive no feedback surprises. in the appraisal. <laughs> the there should only be, yeah. you know, recognition and appreciation because they've done such a good job. You know or they've changed course and they made a difference and so you know seriously that end of your appraisal should always be positive in my view and that is my yeah. opinion but I, I i have seen it work and i've seen it not work and i think that you know people are more engaged when they know that they've worked hard during the year and they've had coaching they've had support from their leaders all along the way and so it shows up at the end of the year so just my two cents Well, we are all in agreement on that one.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we totally agree. Yep. It's not, should never be a one-time conversation. Should always be, um, it's a running dialogue. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. So, so we hope to leave people at this time of year with an opportunity to reflect and to be grateful. And I would say if you're struggling to, to actually be able to identify some of those things and people are in those places. People, you know, this is challenging times. So if you are one of those people, pick up the the practice of having a gratitude journal. And I, it can be hard to start, but you know, buy yourself a little, a little journal that you'll like to look at every day and write in there three things. What are three things that you are grateful for um, today? And you'll notice a change in what you pay attention to, um, and your level of happiness, um, over the course. So it's important to, uh, when we talk about a practice, that means it's something you do every day it doesn't have to take a long time. It can take five minutes and, um, be sure to, um, you know, do it every day, keep it going and pay attention. Do you feel your energy level lifting? Do you feel increased happiness. Um, Trisha and I were working with a a group of leaders um, a few weeks back. And what we wanted them to do was to actually experience uh, what it felt like um, to to reflect for 10 minutes. Because usually when you talk to people about finding time, they're like, I don't have any time, I can't find any Mm -hmm. time. And so we were talking with them about this practice of leadership reflection. And about six minutes in, they gave up. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> they couldn't do it. They were like, no, it, it was way too long. I had to start looking at my email and stuff. I'm like, well, I think we can all say we've got 10 minutes. And if you don't have 10 minutes, maybe you have five minutes, five minutes a day. And when it's actually quiet, it's for five minutes. It feels like a long time.
1: Mm-hmm. So Mm -hmm, so challenge
2: people to take just five minutes, set a timer, you know, put a timer on your phone or whatever, and nothing else. Don't pay attention to anything else. No email, no social media, just write down. What are some things you're grateful for and reflect for five minutes? You know, Crystal, you
0: just said reflect for five minutes
2: and, and it may seem like forever for people,
0: but you know, we talk on these podcasts and it's what. 45 minutes to an hour and it feels like five minutes to me. So I'm only saying that because we are getting close to the end of our podcast. And I wanted to see how we, how we might wanna summarize or have, talk about some of the takeaways from today's
2: discussion. Yeah, so Danielle, do you wanna start us off with the um, professor perspective?
1: With my professor hat, I would say that I think there is a direct connection to our loss of passion, our loss of or our inability to reflect, and our inability to be grateful. I think there's a direct connection. Well, I don't say I think I know there is because it's been it's been proven in the scientific literature that a direct connection exists to emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. So the the more you lose sight of those things the lower your emotional intelligence scores are going to fall and that's primarily because you're not looking you're not able to necessarily manage your own emotions through that self management quadrant you're not necessarily able to read the room through that social awareness quadrant and as a result in that final and mar- most important quadrant of relationship management your relationships will begin to suffer
2: yeah, I'm so glad you brought that forward. That's really, really important. Um, and, and so, and so key and boy, I, we can all relate, I think to being there, you know, and how that does impact our ability to be emotionally intelligent. Yeah. That's great. Thanks for bringing that forward. I was you know what that made me think about too, is like, um, we all love our families, of course. And there's always people who push our buttons, right? And so, or at certain <laughs> times, right? To certain levels.
1: No, I but, think we all know it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so we want on Thanksgiving, uh, you know, when we're sitting around the table with our family to be able to show up with good emotional intelligence, right? <laughs> so um, having done your good leadership practice of reflection and taking care of yourself <laughs> and all of that will help resource you so you can, show up emotionally intelligent Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. So good. (laughs) Thanks for bringing that forward. You bet. From, Trisha, from the impact perspective.
0: Yeah, I think there's a, an impact to self, you know, obviously if, if you're denying your passion or if you're, if you are, have lost touch with it, um, there's a, know there is that the impact could be that you just plod through day to day and and maybe don't have a lot of interest or may have lost some interest because your soul's not being fed you know you're not you're not feeding what what really drives you but the impact on others can be just as profound if not even more so because they see that and you know, the impression they get of the leader who doesn't have a passion or doesn't demonstrate any passion could be that it's just another leader. And so the the, the impact could be reduced productivity. There's all sorts of things that can happen from that. Definitely reduced engagement. So it's really important to have some, take that time and do some reflection, have a gratitude journal. I love that idea. I think it's wonderful. And, you know, three things it doesn't take a lot. In the beginning, it may be three very surface things, right? Because you're not quite sure how to go deep. But the more you do it, and the more you start thinking about what's the value of this, the deeper you're going to get. And pretty soon you're going to be writing a journal that may take you uh, more than five minutes and maybe more than three three topic or three uh, things. So it's a uh, it's a great thing to get into. It can actually help you center yourself. And so the impact on that would be, you know, possibly reigniting your passion, um, definitely re-engaging your workforce. And that brings us to Crystal and you from a heart perspective.
2: What do you see? Yeah, from a, from a heart perspective, I was thinking about it from the passion Mm -hmm. perspective. So um, finding our passion, living our passion, um, definitely helps us connect to our heart and we have to pay attention to what's going on with our heart, what's going on with our feelings in order to really know what we're passionate about. And I also wanted to just make the point that it's important to, to recognize that, we may not be living our passion all of the time. Um, You know, we can try and make paying our bills fun, but it might not, (laughs) you know, doing our time logs or whatever at work, you know, it's not always going to be necessarily what we're passionate about. So keeping a bit of a, you know, taking a a broader view um, to see, that we're moving in that direction of our passion, mm-hmm. that we get to do what we're passionate about someplace in our life. So right. if we're making steps towards that, if we're making, carving out time to do it, um, that's, that's what matters. So I think sometimes um, I can see, especially those that are younger um, in the workforce, get kind of frustrated with that. Like I'm not being able to do my passion. Well, are you able to, are you moving towards your passion? Are there things that you can find passion, passionate, be passionate about things that are in your life right now. Um, so that someday that you're building uh, your career, you're building your relationships, uh, in a way that will lead you there to, so that's a fuller part of your life. And sometimes we have to, follow our passions outside of work. (laughs) So what, you know, we want to try and sew all that together, but I do think giving ourselves a little bit of a break around it to say, are we, are we making progress? Can we find it somewhere? Um, whether it's at work or outside of work, but that we don't have to be, to be happy, to make our heart happy. It doesn't have to be passion 100% of the time, you know, 365 days a year, it's okay to not be there all the time. That's what I would say.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah. You couldn't live at that frequency, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's just not always going to be like that, but if we can find it part of the time. So that's what I would say to not put the pressure on us around that. And I, I feel like sometimes social media makes it look like that. Like when you're dipping into social media and it's like, oh my gosh, all my friends, they're all doing these things that are so amazing and it's coming at you. It seems like they're doing it all the time, but you know,
0: can I throw something in there, Crystal? Yeah. Like, um, you're,
2: you're saying that, you know, you don't have to
0: live your path or you don't have to be focusing on your passion every moment of every day. Right. Yeah. But I think if you are living in your passion, if you have, you know, if you found something that you really love doing and you're doing it, um, there's a certain comfort that comes with that. You know, sort of yeah. like, yeah, you know what? I am living my passion. And and I may not have to think about it every single day and say, oh, I'm living my passion. And here's how I'm doing it. It's more like you know what? I feel comfortable in my own skin because I'm actually doing what I always wanted to do. And so to me, there's a, or, or I'm following something Or if I'm, if art is my thing and I'm getting to do my art once a, once a week or something, then I am getting to do it, you know? And so I, I'm not, um, to your point, I don't, I probably don't want to be doing it 24 hours a day. That is, uh, overwhelming, but, um, but, I think once people there are a lot of people who have found their passion and they found that there's something that that really feeds their souls and they keep they keep doing it. And it doesn't mean that they have to focus on it as their passion all the
2: time. They get comfortable. So that's my view of it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, let me just tell us a really quick story. Um about so I was thinking about this issue of passion. So of course seeing it everywhere around me this weekend. And um, we were in this one um, tiny little yarn shop, and there were these beautiful bowls there that people um, buy. They put their yarn in it. I think it's called a yarn bowl. And then that's, they're like knitting, you know, and so it pulls the, keeps the thread from getting tangled up. And the lady was telling us, the owner of the shop was telling us that um, this is, they're, uh, they're made out of wood. I should say that. And there's an 80-year-old man who makes these. And she was talking Mm -hmm. about how when he sells one or when she tells him that one of them sold because he's not there in that shop, um, he just gets so excited about it. And Mm -hmm. I thought, there's passion, right? It's, he gets to do, um, he's 80, still making these beautiful, beautiful pieces of art, essentially is what they were, but they're functional as well. And then he's getting such joy and gratitude out of somebody, um, buying one of these when they do. So I thought that's, that's passion. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's not doing that probably every day, but he, when he gets to do it, he gets a lot of joy and and passion out of that. So, Mm -hmm. all right. So to close, um, to close, thank you, um, Tricia and Danielle for, um, for a great discussion today. And I think when we started out, we were <laughs> a little, we like, where are we going to go with this today? We always find <laughs> a good place to be. We always end Indeed. in a good place. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so just reminding our audience also to send their questions about leadership and we'll try and answer them on an upcoming podcast. And really, uh, we know we've got quite a few listeners out there not getting a lot of questions. So we would love to be able to answer those questions on air. So we do encourage you to send them. That's I just to-
0: wonder if we're answering every question before they're, an- before they're asked. You <laughs> That's know? it.
2: We're just so <laughs> thorough. <laughs> <laughs> so you would send them to leadershipandlattes, which is a-n-d-lattes at gmail.com. Um, if you'd like to know more about us or the show, please go to the pinnaclecc.com. That's the Technical support is through RA Chance Roberts. Lastly, please subscribe to our podcast. It's free and share with other leaders like yourself that you think would benefit from this podcast. Thanks again, Trisha and Danielle for co-hosting with me. I look forward to our next podcast. And thank you to our audience for listening. We'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks, everyone.